Today is Monday, October the 2nd, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. A government shutdown was averted this past weekend by way of an extension of 45 days to the process of passing 12 spending bills in Congress. This will place the issue back up on the table in November. Those in the House will not be taking a customary two-week break in October in order to move forward with addressing these 12 spending bills in anticipation of yet another deadline coming. Some of the Democrats in the House appeared to have wanted the Senate version of this continuing resolution to pass since it offered aid to Ukraine. One Democrat from New York, Jamal Bowman, appears to have resorted to pulling a fire alarm in the Cannon Building, which caused an entire evacuation of Congress. Bowman has since put out a statement saying that he was simply trying to get out of a set of doors and thought the lever was there to do that. However, security cameras have now emerged showing that Bowman did, in fact, pull the clearly obvious red lever that had the word fire written on it in order to delay the vote. Many Republicans are now calling on charges for Bowman and his actions. The continuing resolution still went on to pass the House despite the fire alarm, but it couldn't have passed without Democrats voting for it since there were 90 Republicans who voted against the CR, which was offered by their own House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. They did so because it doesn't include any funding for the border crisis. Florida Congressman Matt Gates is now promising to take action against McCarthy this week. He spoke about it on both ABC and CNN following the Saturday night vote. In January, to get the speakership, Kevin had to agree to certain guardrails on spending, and he had to agree to a process that would allow us to put some downward pressure on spending. Since the mid-90s, this country has been governed by revolving continuing resolution and omnibus spending bill. And what that means is that America's lawmakers take one up or down vote on the funding of the entire government. That is crazy. That is the reason we're 33 trillion in debt. We want to move to single subject spending bills. So he made that commitment. He broke it. And if at this time next week, Kevin McCarthy is still Speaker of the House. It will because, be because the Democrats bailed him out and he can be their speaker, not mine. So, so when, when do you make this move? Uh, you'll be seeing it this week. The man who is challenging Joe Biden in the Democrat presidential primary was called a conspiracy theorist once again. Robert Kennedy Jr. was making an appearance on C-SPAN when a woman named Sharon called concerned about the stands he makes on certain issues. You are definitely not in my book or any of my Democratic family or friends book a Democrat. Um, your conspiracy theories, they, they literally scare us. The Wi-Fi causes cancer and 5G is, is mass surveillance and, and chemicals in our water cause transgender and, and, and antidepressants cause school shootings. Um, you mentioned, for example, 5G and, and dismiss the fact that 5G causes cancer. But I'm representing now hundreds of, of uh, of men and women in this country who have gotten uh, glioblastoma, uh, classic cell phone tumors uh, from 5G. And there's there are reams of scientific studies that show that that is happening. Um, you, you say that 5G is not used for surveillance. Is there really any American left who believes that the government is not uh, spying on the American people? You know, I mean, Edward Snowden demonstrated this. I don't think you'll find a single member of Congress who, if you ask them, does the government spy on Americans, will tell you no. So I don't understand 
how that's conspiracy theory. RFK did address the other issues that the woman brought up in the call and offered scientific studies to back up his claims and then concluded with this. Yeah, of course I have. Are, you know, the, are the scientific studies are listed on my website and they're, and they're available to anybody. Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey made another revelation on what the government is willing to allow by way of research through the National Science Foundation. He did so by simply offering an amendment on the House floor that is against what the government is looking to do. ...of my amendment, which states that none of the funds made available by this act may be used to fund any grant related to any transgenic edible vaccine. Does the term transgenic edible vaccine sound far-fetched? Well, it's not. We're funding it. In fact, scientists from the University of California, Riverside, funded with your taxpayer dollars, have been studying whether they can turn edible plants, such as lettuce and spinach, into mRNA vaccine factories, thereby creating a transgenic edible vaccine. One associate professor at UCR explained that ideally a single plant would produce enough mRNA to vaccinate a single person. We are testing this approach with spinach and lettuce and have long-term goals of people growing it in their own gardens. Farmers could also eventually grow entire fields of it. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think the American people should be funding this. And I think, and I would hope, that we've learned something from the COVID experience with SARS-CoV-2, that some of our science projects aren't the best ideas. That amendment was approved and passed in the House. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled in favor of state laws that ban transgender treatments for minors. The court was ruling on two of those laws coming from Kentucky and Tennessee. Both of those laws entail hormone therapy and surgery for those under the age of 18 who have gender dysphoria. The ruling was two to one to reject a challenge to the two states that was coming from parents of transgender children. Chief Judge Jeffrey Sutton called it a relatively new diagnosis and with ever-shifting approaches and said it's difficult to be sure about the long-term consequences if age limits are abandoned. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. A detailed report has been put out recently by investigative reporter Wendy Mahoney regarding the 2020 election in Georgia. Mahoney has already worked with True the Vote in Georgia when it comes to cases of tracking the Dropbox mules and ballot trafficking that occurred there. But in this particular report, Mahoney is offering a look into the efforts of other groups within that state who are trying to get to the bottom of what happened in 2020. Groups like Voter GA, which was co-founded by Garland Favorito, and three other citizens, Kevin Moncla, Joseph Rossi, and David Cross, who have been working diligently to record and categorize the many system errors within the election in Georgia. This involves absentee ballots, missing ballot images, destroyed ballot images, unsigned and uncertified tabulator tapes, inconsistent machine counts, chain of custody gaps, insecure memory cards, and failure to comply with state law. As a result of this diligent work, the number of irregular and unaccounted for votes is totaling over 300,000 in Fulton County alone, according to this report by Mahoney. 
Mahoney goes on to write further about the Joseph Rossi hand count effort, which focused solely on absentee ballots since the other ballot images were destroyed on December 2nd. This hand count resulted in 36 errors being found in Fulton County alone, with over 4,000 votes for Biden being counted that never existed. Remember, Biden supposedly won that state with just under 12,000 votes over Trump. Now, Trump and his lawyers are being indicted by the Fulton County District Attorney for simply trying to look into the matter further and getting the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to join in and make an effort to get to the bottom of why so many irregularities. Despite all the evidence that has accrued up until this point, and despite all of the hard work by citizens who simply want to make their state's election trustworthy, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger continues to maintain that the process went off fair and square with no complications and that Biden actually did win Georgia. Recently, Mike Lindell spoke on Frank's speech about the Georgia election, and he made a very interesting comment about all the problems with electronic voting and how that would never have come to light to the level of detail and scrutiny that it has if it weren't for those who were digging deep into the weeds to get to the truth. And that desire for the truth would not have been so fierce if in the 2021 special Senate election in Georgia, just one Republican had won and given the U.S. Senate to the GOP. Let's let's pretend for a minute that I was their marketer. I was the evil's marketer. I would have said, give them back a Republican so they shut up about this election. Now, had they done that, maybe not you guys, maybe not me, but over 95% of the country, I believe, would have said, you know what? Maybe there was election crime, maybe there wasn't, but we still have the Senate and we'll get them back in 2022. We'll campaign harder, but let me tell you something. You couldn't campaign harder than our great president, Donald Trump. And, and you know what? We all, but we all remember, we all remember when they stole both those senators, you know where the sick feeling that came over you. And people said they want, now they all wanted answers for the deviations and the impossibilities with the election. If they would have given back a Republican, we would have lost our country forever. But evil is greedy. That's what we got a big advantage here, everybody. Evil is greedy. On Open.Inc., there is a Georgia collection with documents that were obtained in similar fashion by True the Vote in this effort within the state to look into the 2020 election. True the Vote has done similar things in other swing states. And as a result of all of this, what Americans are seeing in the continued uncovering of evidence, as well as the continued deferral and cover-up from those in charge, has brought about a continued great alarm of the condition of our election process and integrity, or should I say lack thereof. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.